Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rooted Rhythms podcast of North Raleigh Christian Academy. I'm your host, Josh Leonard, and I'm so glad you joined us for today's show. This podcast gives us the regular opportunity to sit down with people from all stages and walks of life, hearing their stories and the ways God has worked both in and through their lives. We pray that these conversations would encourage each of us to establish the rhythms of our lives to be rooted in the truth of the gospel and seek to point others back to Jesus. We all kind of had this innate desire to make something of ourselves and of the things around us. And in that end, I think you should for the glory of the creator. Today's episode on the Rooted Rhythms podcast brings in a voice that is no stranger to NRCA. His band, Illumination Project, joins us every year at NRCA for our first day of school, where they kick off our school year leading us in worship. In T.J. Copel's leading of this musical initiative, he aims to leverage art, content, and creativity to guide individuals toward Jesus and the rest that he offers. Beyond mere musical production, T.J. is a firm believer in the profound societal impact of art and strives to cultivate a countercultural movement that celebrates the inherent beauty of the gospel. This heart for people and his pursuit of truth in his writing of songs has led him to continually use the phrase, creating for the creator. As someone who has known TJ for many years, I've heard him say this a lot. And today I ask him to join us to break down what creativeness in our lives truly looks like. Are we all inclined toward the creative or is being creative simply a special gift for a select few? Does creativity exist in the ordinary moments of our lives or is it something solely affiliated with those gifted in the arts? Is creativity in our lives actually possible in the midst of the pace of our world? In this conversation with TJ surrounding what it looks like to create for the creator, we look to dive deeper into what it looks like to pursue the rhythm of creativity throughout our lives as we continue to seek to bring glory back to Jesus. TJ, thanks for coming on the show. Glad to have you. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Man, this has been a long time coming. We've been excited to uh, jump into this conversation. We've been talking about it for a long time. I uh, was prepping the outline for this episode and, and getting to the introduction. I, I couldn't help but laugh because uh, every time I introduce a speaker in chapel, I get a hard time from the kids, the the students here at NRCA, because they they always say, you call everybody your good friend. <laughs> You're like, here's my good friend, this speaker, good friend, this speaker. And they say, Leonard, you can't have all these good friends. And I chuckled when I thought about that and introducing you, because in this moment, I'm not only introducing an actually good friend, but one of my oldest and dearest friends yeah. all the way back to early high school in the little town of Sanford, Florida. Mm. Uh, as we grew up together, going to church together, you and your wife and myself, your wife, by the way, who uh, watches both of my boys throughout yes. the week. And so <laughs> our lives very much intertwined uh, and somebody who has spoken deeply to my soul and, and my growth over the years. And so I'm excited to get to hear from you here. Uh, I want to give you a minute, just introduce yourself to our listeners, and then we're going to jump into it. Yeah, thanks, man. It's It has been a really long time. Uh, when I think about just the many, many years, uh, I actually was looking through some old videos the other day and found some footage from uh, back in the day in Sanford, Florida and leading worship and all those people. And it was it was wild. But uh, yeah, my name is TJ. Uh, I have uh, my wife's name is Krista. I have three boys, the A team, August, Adler yeah. and Avery. Yes. Um, they are the sons of thunder, as I say. Uh, <laughs> they are wild and crazy, uh, but it is a blast to have them. Um, I am also on staff at Open Door Church mm-hmm. right down the road. 
And I also lead a musical project called Illumination Project, uh, which we have partnered with NRCA a couple times, which has been great. Uh, so you might be familiar with that if you're listening at all. Yes, you, you'll be very familiar with many of our students. Perhaps our parents may not be as familiar, but we get IP to come in uh, every first chapel of the year to really Love kick it. us off and, and, and set the tone there for us in, in worship and in our, our opening chapel, which we love there. Uh, and speaking of IP, this has been a little bit of the uh, a center point for many of our conversations, uh, specifically this this tagline that, that I don't know if it's directly affiliated with Illumination Project or just something for you in your ministry that kind of guides the, the way that you think. Um, but for you, you, you often use this phrase, creating for the creator. Mm-hmm. And, and this has resonated with me for a long time and something that I really want to hone in for this episode of what does this look like? to to be creative to be inclined toward the creative are we Mm -hmm. all inclined that way Mm -hmm. and then if we are or if we're all inclined that way how do we actually implement this in our calling and in our pursuit of jesus and so uh for you if you'll just kind of flesh out that line for me a little bit and and specifically uh what it looks like to really live that out in your world here yeah yeah so uh this idea of creating to bring glory to the creator is something that i it's very much just like a life passion that I've had for a long time, and it's just kind of manifested itself through Illumination Project and the music that I make. Um, so it's more of like a core value uh, in my own life, mm. uh, but also something that I, I would extend to just the Imago Dei or the image of God in which we all are made in, right? So this is this is obviously like a deep-seated thing in creation, and so the way that plays out for me individually is through illumination project and making music that really, uh, just kind of cultivates this life dedicated to Jesus, or at least that's what I would hope from the, the listeners that listen to our music. It's, it's music that meets them where they are in the situations that they're in and the anxiety and the chaos and all that, and really just helps them look at Jesus. And so that's, that's me creating something out of what I've been given. Mm Mm-hmm to bring glory to the creator, the person who's, who's made the made me this way and designed me this way. And so that's why I think it's not it, although this is the way I've applied it in my life. It is an Imago Dei issue in which we all kind of had this innate desire to make something of ourselves and of the things around us. And in that end, I think you should for the glory of the creator. Yeah, that's so good. That's exactly when I was thinking through this, that's always been uh, the same place I've landed there too, is as image bearers of God, God, mm-hmm. the creator, mm-hmm. we also are, are inclined in that way. And, and so uh, how that manifests in our life looks very different mm-hmm. across the board. And, and I want to touch on a few of those things as we get a little later in this, this conversation. But before we jump into that, I, I want to ask this question for you that given this, this truth that, that we are all inclined toward the creative in some way mm-hmm. and and perhaps we're leaning into that perhaps we're mm-hmm. we're avoiding that for for the pace of life or mm-hmm. or just kind of the going through the motions of the day to day what would you say creativeness requires of us what would you say that that somebody who perhaps is leaning into their their creative inclinations or or somebody who wants to what would a life in in pursuit of that actually require of you uh, that that may even be different than how they're living right now yeah yeah so this is actually uh, when you first asked me this question I thought I tried to think of like one word uh, and the one word would be obedience mm. which might actually seem like an antithesis to what a creative or an artistic person might 
like want to lean into. In fact, that's very much myself. Like I'm not somebody who necessarily wants to confine to like rules and regulations. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm getting, I'm sweating (laughs) thinking about it right now. Um, but there is an act of obedience that comes when you create something Mm -hmm. and when you make something. And the reason why we, we know this to be true is one of the very first ways God reveals himself. The first way is as a creator, right? He said God created. Yes. In the beginning, God created very first descriptor added to God in scripture. That's right. Which tells me it might be important. It's probably important. Um, and in that, God then creates this earth, and then the very first thing he does with Adam is he invites him into creation. Mm-hmm. And he says, have dominion. Mm-hmm. Begin to name the animals, right? Begin to say, this is a deer. I wonder if he called it a deer. I, I, I don't know if it was an actual Many deer, but, for yeah, yes. but you can ask your, your Bible teachers about that, um, students. But he invited Adam into creation and said, hey, hey, make something of this. And so mm-hmm. Adam had a choice. He could say no, and later he would make a choice where he disobeyed God, but he obeyed God in began to name the animals and participate in creation. And so the way this looks for me is, is being obedient and stewarding my calling and my giftings. Well, yeah. uh, and that, that can be applied anywhere, right? Like being obedient in how you solve your problems in your day to day relationships. Mm. Like that's a creative act. You have to think of new approaches and new conversations, new way to approach this thing or this relationship. Um, just the creative act of, of writing papers of, of, teaching putting together lesson plans for the teachers yeah. of of meal prepping for parents like these are all things that we're using these resources that the lord's provided mm. in the world and we're cultivating them to make them into something right mm-hmm. and so that literally can apply to anything and so it's just being obedient in those simple small steps if that makes sense yeah it really does and i love how you incorporated even the the different generational components mm-hmm. of that right this isn't just a a creativeness that comes about in in our younger years where where there there may be more ample time mm-hmm. or more excitement um but that we're called to to really be intentional yeah. in this creativeness even as as we grow as we become parents as we become career driven in, in whatever aspect that might be yeah um i think when i i ask you this question and and i always ask myself the same questions I ask in there and I think one of the other ones that that really came to me there uh, in thinking about what creativeness requires in here and this goes along with what you're saying is is this patience or or, mm-hmm. or maybe better said this open-handedness in the midst of it right that when I'm I'm meal prepping throughout the week and and I couldn't do it without uh, the help of my wonderful wife shout out Abby and in the midst of that, right, there's patience because it doesn't always work out mm-hmm. like I wanted it no. to. Every meal is not exactly how I designed it. Every interaction with, with my children is not exactly how I've designed it. Everything I've written isn't yeah. exactly how I, I first thought it was going to turn mm-hmm. out. And so in those moments, there's there's this open-handedness that I think is is required in, mm-hmm. in this pursuit of, of this creative inclination to recognize that uh, while we are called to that, mm-hmm. we also are not in in full control of everything either and so can we uh, invest or be intentional in our creative pursuits while relying on the sovereignty of of god yeah uh the answer is yes uh (laughs) but but how this plays out is is really interesting in, in my brain so i'm reading a book right now uh called the creative act i like it which is by rick rubin who is not a believer uh at all uh, this is a famous producer. He's produced for like Jay Z, the Beatles. He pretty much any record that's ever come out, including now, he's been on uh, as a producer. 
And the reason it's interesting to me is as I'm reading this book, he talks about this communion with the spiritual. Hmm. And this is a, a guy who is, I mean, if you see him, he just looks like a cool dude, right? Like he's a little bald on the top, but big beard, <laughs> probably barefoot. Like he's hanging out. Yeah. And when I think about just how close he's getting, it kind of breaks my heart mm. just because he's so close to understanding what it means to actually be truly creative mm-hmm. is when you're communing with the spirit. And so what that looks like in the day to day is inviting the spirit into those moments where it's like, Hey, I, I know I'm called to do this. I know I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this and you've gifted me in this way. So I'm going to act in faith, but I'm going to trust that you're going to bring it to completion. Yeah. Right. And that's like a, a hand in hand communion with God that you get to in, invite him to be a part of what he already wants to do in your life. That's right. And say, Lord, I'm just going to be open handed with this and, and, and trust that even if this doesn't land, right? Like, so for me, if I release this song and it's trash, mm-hmm. right? Like never uh, happened. They've <laughs> never been trash. That's because I don't release them. But, um, <laughs> But if I were to release this thing, like part of releasing something into the world is, is it's completed by when it's heard. Right. Mm. And so I'm trusting that the Lord's going to like, if I'm, if I say this, this way, if I use this word instead of this word, it's going to land a certain way. And I'm going to trust that God's going to handle the confusion that might happen because there's confusion in art. And so like if, if we were to bring that out of the music context into maybe just a vocation context, Mm. You know, maybe you're a senior trying to think through how, how I'm going to go to college, if I'm going to go to college, if I'm going to do like a trade thing, what what's my plan? Mm. Uh, if you would have talked to me in college or in high school, really, uh, I had just started dating my now wife. I had like a nine-year plan. Uh, I was the model of like planner. Like my parents were very happy with me uh, in that sense. Yes. Uh, everything else that followed after, probably not, but we were good now. Um, but... I had this plan of like how, where I was going to be. I knew where I was going to go to school, where I was going to go to grad school, where I was going to do my, my doctorate stuff. And I had, I had talked to, to people already. Like it was good. And then I submitted the plan to the Lord and, uh, he had different plans and it wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, people might say, uh, you know, when, when man plan got, when man plans, God laughs. I think that's that's not what I mean there. Cause I think that has a wrong connotation. I yeah. think that means that like God's out there, like, we're little ants and God's like, ha ha. They have no idea what I'm about to do to them. Yeah. But no, like God laments over like maybe some wrong plans, but I think God's imagination is way bigger than yours. Yeah. I mean, look at a platypus (laughs) who would have thought of that, right? Like that's wild. Uh, A duck beaver. That's nuts. (laughs) It's odd. It's odd. So like God's imagination is so much bigger than ours. And so we can trust that. Yes, we might have these big plans and these big aspirations. Yeah. Chase them. Yeah. Do it. Work hard. Run the race faithfully. And then trust that the Lord's going to direct your paths and maybe pivot. And be ready for the pivots. But, yeah. And trust that it's a better and a good pivot. Yeah. That's so good. I I love the the words you used in, in the midst of that explanation where where you talked about communing with mm-hmm. God. And and I, I, I believe that to be a a vital component of of this conversation, right? Of of life plans, of the day to day, of what it looks like to really pursue the creative in, in our practical everyday life. And and I wanna pose this question for you, uh, with that in mind, mm-hmm. of this idea of, of communing with God. Is, is do you think the the pace of our world 
Um, and when I say that uh, twofold, perhaps the, the culture at large and uh, potentially the pace of our, our individual world, our day-to-day life, can stifle our tendency toward the creative. And if so, what do you think is, is the, the cause of that? What do you mm-hmm. think actually is, is the foundation of that, that stifling and how to move, move away from that into what we've been talking about the last couple of minutes? Yeah. I, I want to say, I think my initial gut response is probably what everybody else's is. Sure. Uh, is that we're just all too busy. Mm. But I, 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 I wonder if that's a lazy answer. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I just think there might be more to it. And yeah, so I, I think, I think, yes, busyness is a part of why we might be stifling our creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think what we are actually digesting is probably the bigger problem, so right? Like we can, we can eat a lot of good things and then we'll be healthy. But if we eat a lot of bad things, we're not going to be healthy. And so it has nothing to do with the amount. Yep. I don't, like, yes, the amount factors into it, but like more so it's what we're digesting, what we're putting into our brains. And the reason I think that impacts our creativity is, uh, I'll, I'll talk about me. Um, for me, as a as a artist, as somebody who's trying to pursue this as a career and has a family to support, right? Like a lot of my mind can be, how do I, how do I make this efficient? How do I make this work? How do I get a good ROI yeah. on my investment of time into this finite resource that is streaming revenue? Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't make sense numbers wise. And so I can say, is this a good ROI? And then I can begin to research and, and delve into the social media and the YouTube videos and the and the craziness of like how do I do this and do that and do that and what's the the hustle culture of these things and yep. and I and I do and I think there's value in learning how to to do the business side of things and think well about that. But I then lose all my energy and discipline to make beautiful things mm. and to rest and to enjoy what God has given me rather than chasing after the thing he hasn't yet. Yeah. And I think the way we limit that and the way we control that is by watching our inputs yep. and, and just watching what we're, what we're actually spending our time digesting, mm. whether it's on social media, whether it is on Netflix, whether it is the conversations we have at a coffee shop, like, I don't want to point all the blame on screens. Right. Right. It is who, what are the voices yep. we're allowing in our life? Right. Uh, that directly affects what we make. For sure. Yeah. I think that's so good. That was something that uh, I recently led a, a devotion here for, for some of our staff members. And, and I always tell them that, that when I, I lead these, I, I always find myself just sharing what mm-hmm. it is the, the Lord's teaching me in this moment. And, and so when I, I spoke with them last week, it, it, coincided with what you're saying in here of, of our inputs and specifically what I, what I resonated with is, is I used a little bit of, uh, the phraseology that, that John Mark Comer does in his latest book of, of practicing the way, uh, when he talks about abiding with Jesus mm-hmm. or communing as mm-hmm. we've been talking about here. And for him, he said, there's, there's a lot of it that becomes this, uh, compartmentalized aspect of, of our walk with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? I have been with Jesus in my morning quiet time or mm-hmm. evening or midday quiet time. Uh, perhaps it's it's a couple times mm-hmm. a day there. And he said, but I want to to push a little bit into the spaces where there's just inherent margin, even just mentally, 
in our day to day and what what are we inputting and what are we resting in uh, in those little brief moments of margin in our day to day life? Do we turn to this uh, more critical spirit or apathetic spirit or one that just is trying to put our head down and and get to the other side? Or do we fill those spaces with the truth of who God is, mm-hmm. who he has called us to be, and the way we're called to live that out in here? And, and I believe that to be a lot of what you're saying mm-hmm. in here is that that's an input, right? Mm-hmm. That's an input of, of what we're intentionally feeding mm-hmm. ourselves in the little moments throughout our day that has a much bigger impact than I think we realize. Yeah, absolutely. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read Comer's latest book yet. Uh, it's on the list. Uh, so if anybody wants to send me a gift, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I'm sure he he has a similar a similar take, uh, probably a better one, and where Jesus is talking about that that vine and the branch in John 15, yep. and vines aren't passively attached to branches, right? Mm-hmm. Like like these aren't these are things that are literally attached for livelihood's sake, mm-hmm. right? Like a a branch will die without the vine, and yep. so there is no temporary distance hmm. right there, there is no margin and so so I, I love that idea of taking like each moment saying how am i stewarding this properly and and what that doesn't mean is like having this rigid schedule but it, what what it does mean is actually thinking about it yeah and i just think we don't think about things very enough yes. right like take the moments to say okay as i walk from this class to this class who am i going to talk to right right like who who am i going to come across who am i going to pray for yeah as i drive from you know dropping my kids off at this game to you know work what's that podcast i'm listening to mm. it, what's that news station i'm turning on what's that voice i'm about to let in yep and then how am i going to respond to that voice and, and let that affect the rest of my day right like that that margin is so so important so i love that yeah, yeah. constant constant formation always being formed yes. by by something there i want to touch on this this last question for you before we wrap up here because i think this is this is something that goes so much it's so interwoven into to what you do in your day to day um, but it's a typically every year I, I usually choose a word that that I study deeper. I just try to get a, a greater understanding of it. I look for it in, in not only my quiet time, but in other books that I'm reading and, and just kind of try to dive deeper. This year, I went with a, a phrase over a word, and it's a phrase that I read in, in a book by Justin Early, his latest book called Made for People, where he writes this this sentence where he's talking about uh, the power of honesty and friendships, um, transparency, and and specifically he's talking about the power of words. And when he what he says is that we have this power in our words to build redemptive realities mm. for the people in our lives. And and to kind of flesh that out a little bit, he's he's speaking much to what we talked about earlier, where God in the beginning he created, right? He mm. spoke into existence the very world in which we inhabit Mm -hmm. and here as image bearers we also have this gift of words that hold such power in the lives of not only ourselves but the people around us and so for us it is how can we use our words to build redemptive realities Mm -hmm. to speak truth to the lies that we are potentially believing or others in our life that that are potent, they're potentially believing. Mm-hmm. And for you in in the music industry and writing songs, leading worship and speaking, I feel like this this hits home in a lot of ways yeah. for you. I'd love for you to just kind of speak to how that resonates in in your career and the way that you incline yourself toward the creative in the words that you use. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, words matter a lot. 
uh, and an- another way, a similar kind of path that, uh, that early says is, uh, um, there's a book called culture build or culture making culture making by Andy Crouch. And it is, uh, a phrase he uses is words drive culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of took that to heart when I read it and ran with it and kind of adopted it for kind of my whole life, uh, including the, the, the work that I do. And the reason why is because, especially in, in art and in music, you're literally giving words to an emotion, yeah. which is a really hard thing to define and can be a really tricky thing to define. Um, and so there, there's usually two approaches, especially in like, we'll just say, we'll go with a genre we all know here on this podcast, which is CCM worship, <laughs> the songs we sing in church, yep. right? Uh, these are songs that are crafted to be sung. They're they're made to be simple uh, and and catchy uh, for a reason, right? They're they're made to kind of seed themselves into your brain. Mm. That can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. Sure. Uh, again, back to the inputs thing. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about that is like these words drive the culture and how we we live and how we think and how much we think about God. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by that is probably a couple couple years ago maybe maybe even a decade ago there was this kind of huge surge in worship culture which was a fight for kind of clarity Mm. um and a fight for um just really clear language and theology and songs uh which was great and this is kind of a new uh, I'm, i'm still fleshing this idea out and how it just affects our culture um and how just because i lead at many different camps with students and different churches a lot so i see i see where people kind of are and they're singing and and there's not a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems that our initial response was, oh, it's because people don't know what they're singing. Mm. Right. They have these these words that they don't know what this phrase means because it's a metaphor and it, it's hard for them to understand. So let's make it clear. OK, now that's not an issue. Now it's just not deep enough. Let's make it deep. Mm. So now we have deep, clear songs. Cool. I love those. But what words also do is they they invite us to 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 ponder and mm. to meditate on things. And that's why art is so crucial and using words in art is so crucial because it invites you to, to meditate and just say, Oh man, we sung this phrase in church today and it's kind of messing with me. Yeah. And rather than just balling it up and saying it's messing with me, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to sing that anymore. How, what, what if we went, why is it messing with me? Yeah. Is it wrong? Yeah. Do I believe it? Do I believe it? Yeah. Is it true? And then we get to go back to the true word yeah. that, that should be driving everything, which it, which is, Jesus revealing himself through scripture and saying, okay, no, these words align or these words don't align. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself drives the culture and how we live. Um, And so that's kind of how I think about language in a brief, quick podcast way. Uh, But for more information, that's right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That is a, for, for me, that's, this is always what, what we strive for here on, on this podcast. It's, it's, we call it the Rooted Rhythms podcast because for us, these conversations are, are often so general, um, but we want it to always drive back to, to call us to reflect on, on the rhythms or the habits of, mm-hmm. of our life and, and where those happen to be rooted. And so I can't think of a better way to tie a bow on that answer than, than how you just did, that, that when we hear these words, any words, mm-hmm. right, through song, in relationship, in conversation with other people, in teaching or preaching at chapel or at church or anywhere else, 
those words should always be taken back to the foundational truths that we mm-hmm. find in Scripture, right? This is the the rooted rhythm of our life there that, that we strive to be the people that God has called us to be, and we find those truths in Scripture, right? And the Holy Spirit reveals to us the direction and the guiding as, as long as, as we've talked about, we live with open hands there yeah. in, in pursuit of where He's calling us to be. TJ, this, this conversation is such a blessing to to me. I have no doubt it's going to be for many of our listeners. As always on this podcast, what, what we like to do to end it off is, is I just throw it back to you. I'd love for you to just share uh, with our listeners anything that you have on your heart. It can have to do with uh, creating for the creator. It can have to do with anything that you're learning in this moment, what the Lord might be teaching you. But I'd love for you to uh, close us out here today. Yeah, I, I think if you're listening to this and you're wondering if the Lord has a plan for you, uh, you're not alone. Uh, I think that, and I'm in my thirties mm-hmm. and it's hard. Uh, but what we do know is he does yep. and he cares about you and he knows you. And so the encouragement you, to you today is you can run your race faithfully yeah. and know that he'll meet you and run right alongside you and direct you when you're wrong, give you grace, give you mercy because you're going to be wrong, but he's good. So keep running. So good. Fully known and unconditionally loved Mm. by the one who created us and calls us to pursue our inclinations to create as image bearers of him. TJ, thanks again for joining us today. I appreciate having you on. Uh, We'll look forward to hearing from you again, hopefully soon. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us today as we heard from TJ Copel in a conversation surrounding creativity in our daily lives for the purpose of following Jesus in deeper and more consistent ways. I pray that this conversation launches us into further reflection and discussions with our community on what it looks like to live life with open hands, willingly surrendering to the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit. May we not walk this life in a spirit of apathy, but rather walk in faithful obedience as we seek to live a life of creativity for the Creator. The Rooted Rhythms Podcast is a production of North Raleigh Christian Academy. I want to give a huge shout out to all of those who make each episode possible. Engineered and edited by Jason Pizzino. Produced and written by Josh Leonard. Thank you to Tiffany Benson and Zachary Roberts who serve on our content team. Theme song written and recorded by NRCA alum Graham Tudor. If you don't want to miss out on all future episodes, subscribe to the Rooted Rhythms podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can also follow at NRCA Student Life on Instagram to not miss any updates on upcoming episodes. If you have any questions or comments related to today's episode, please feel free to reach out to us at podcast at nrcanights.com. <laughs>